joining us here at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast, where we love talking about anything and everything metaphysically based. Today, I want to talk a little bit about divination tools and my resistance to them. So as I was moving through my spiritual opening and awakening, I recognized how resistant I was to almost every form of divination tools. Really, dowsing was the only form of divination that I felt comfortable with. Otherwise, I felt a lot of resistance. Resistance in my body, resistance in my heart, resistance in my soul around any form of divination tool. And it took me a bit to really sit with that and understand it. And I started meditating and asking why. Why was I so afraid of tarot decks, so afraid of oracle decks, so resistant to all the beautiful divination tools that are out there and can provide some great connection back to the universe, back to spirit, back to God, back to source energy. And as I was sitting in meditation, I started having memories of a past life come back to me. And in that life, I had used my metaphysically based gifts. And ultimately, I ended up being persecuted for using my gifts, which is not uncommon, right? If you're somebody who is very drawn to metaphysics, you may have a life where you were persecuted for using them. And oftentimes, when we've been persecuted for using our gifts, there's resistance there to using the tools that got us caught, so to speak. And that was my exact situation, which I found in meditation. I ended up getting to relive, re-experience, a past life where I had metaphysical gifts. I ended up being persecuted for using them. And the way that I was caught was that my divination tools were in my home. And so when people came to my home, they found the divination tools and that was the confirmation that I was in fact, a witch. And that was ultimately the quote-unquote proof that was used in my persecution. Once I understood that, once I was able to be with that energy and understand that part of me that didn't feel safe, I started to explore divination tools. And one of the ways that I explored divination tools was through tarot. I really love tarot. It's a it's a beautiful divination tool. For me, it can feel really overwhelming to try and learn something all in one kind of sitting, so to speak. And it became really overwhelming to think about learning tarot like that. But it became really easy for me to pull one, two, or three cards for the day and say, tell me about my day. If I pulled three cards, I had the time to look up the meaning of them. 
I had the time to sit with it, see how I felt, what happened in my body, what happened in my heart, what happened in my soul. And then because it was so simple, you know, this wasn't an in-depth spread. It was just three cards to tell me about my day. I would get to confirm it at the end of my day. And it was a way that I got to explore tarot in a, I guess, a manageable way for me. I was learning about the cards slowly. I was also getting validation that the that what the cards were saying was in fact true. And I needed to build that kind of trust with tarot, given my history and resistance to all forms of divination tools. So I was in the early phases of that where I still really wasn't sure if I believed in tarot, if I'm being 100% transparent. I had a lot of questions about it and just couldn't fully buy into it so I would pull a couple cards every day and one day I'm actually gonna do a couple episodes where we talk about tarot but uh this first story I want to tell you that I pulled the ten of swords and I kind of wrinkled my nose and thought that sounds yucky for today right and I went through my whole day and there was really no ten of swords energy anywhere in there there was just really nothing that resonated with that and I can remember sitting on the couch at the end of the evening my kids were in bed I was kind of relaxing and um, unwinding from my day and reflecting upon the tarot cards and I thought you know that Ten of Swords never came. I, I never got the Ten of Swords moment in my day that was supposed to happen. And I would say it was like not even 10 minutes later, my cousin reached out to me. And I, I have a beautiful family that is large. And I'm very blessed to have a close family. And one of my closest cousins, we were less than a month apart in age, reached out to me and and I picked up the phone and said, how are you? I could tell that there was something not right in her voice. And she told me she was in the hospital and that they were gonna be amputating her leg, a portion of her leg. She was going through some medical complexities. They'd really tried absolutely everything to save her leg and were at a point where it was really unsafe and that they were making the decision to amputate a, a portion of her leg. She was making the decision, right, with the, with the medical professionals on her team. And I can just remember my heart hurting for her so much, so much. We're less than a month apart in age. Um, you know, we have, we both have children that are similar ages. We walked some similar paths. We walked some different paths too, but she was my partner in crime when we were small children. And my heart just hurt so much for her. And I can remember trying so hard not to cry on the phone with her 
because I didn't want to be leading into or, you know, shifting her energy if she had gotten into a place of more acceptance around this decision that she was making with her medical team. And as a physical therapist, I knew all that it was going to entail for her, um, you know, in the short term and then in the long term for the rest of her life. And we hung up and I remember sitting in a kind of dazed state that just felt like I was not really here and also not really anywhere else either. And, you know, it was probably 15 minutes after I got off the phone with her and then it hit me. There's the Ten of Swords moment that was in my cards this morning, you know, and it was a really impactful moment for me, you know, outside of the fact that my cousin was going through such an extensive shift in her life. It was also impactful from the standpoint that I began to understand how tarot could be very valid. And this was, again, early in my exploration of tarot. This was quite a few years ago now. And it took me some time to really build the kind of depth and trust in tarot that I have now. But that was certainly one of the moments in building a relationship with tarot that really stood out to me. That it was so clear to me that even if I didn't understand it, right? I didn't understand it when I pull it, pulled the card. It didn't resonate when I reflected upon my day at what I thought was the end of my evening. Uh, it didn't resonate. And then as soon as I got that phone call, I understood. And it was an important moment for me not only from a building a relationship with tarot standpoint, but also I've delivered messages to people before that have said that doesn't resonate. That doesn't feel true to me. I don't understand that. And then weeks later, sometimes months later, they come back and say, you know what? That thing that I said didn't resonate, it happened. What you said happened. And I had that that kind of moment with myself with tarot and it was really powerful in in building my relationship with tarot but also understanding that sometimes we don't understand until the moment when we do and so it it allowed me to hold different space in my heart when a message comes through that somebody might not understand or it might not make sense to them in that moment but later it may make a lot of sense to them. So more in the next episode around tarot and divination tools and building a relationship with them. I love having you on here with us at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast.